You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Charmoli is a breathing coach in Louisville, Kentucky under the name We Breathe. I kept hearing her name and practice come up in conversations, so I gave her class a try. She holds workshops all over Kentucky and the world. The class I attended was held at the Louisville Salt Cave, and it was an incredible two hours. For as mindless and simple as breathing is, she takes this practice to a whole new level and emphasizes how important it is on our journey. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Sarah. Yeah, my pleasure. So tell us about yourself and why you started We Breathe. Well, I um, I grew up here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I went to school in Chicago and one day got really cold and moved to Los Angeles. And I... Um, lived there for about five years. And in that time that I was there, I was, I had gone to theater school. And so I, in Chicago and in Los Angeles, I was kind of hustling the theater scene, the entertainment industry. And while I was in LA, I ended up starting my own business. It was a dog walking business. And it was hilarious and wild. And like my experience of Los Angeles was entirely colored by walking people's dogs because I had I had clients that were the famous of the most, most, most famous down to like the waiters and the bartenders. So it was, it was wild and it was so fun to get to experience the city that way through people's animals, which was even more hilarious. Um, but I had these two pretty terrible business partners and they, it, we just could not get it together and on the personal front. And, and one day I just kind of had it and I, um, quit. And two weeks later I ended up going to Northern California with another friend of mine to just kind of check out of Los Angeles for a while. And I ended up staying with this gentleman, David, who was studying with, um, this guy, Elijah Nissenboim, who was, his modality was breath work. And, I met Elijah through my friend David and he was kind of like, we were instantly sort of attracted to each other in a, in a way that's like friendly and like, Oh wow. Like you're interesting. No, you're interesting. And he had kind of come up, uh, come figured out that like I had run my own business and I was not doing that anymore. And he had his own business and he needed help doing, uh, doing work. And I of course was like completely uninterested in working at all at this point in my life. Um, but he sort of, he stayed on me. He was like, come on, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And so we ended up doing a couple projects together at the end of 2012, I guess it was. And he come April by that time I ended up doing the breath work with him quite a bit. And it was so moving to me and it sort of blew my mind. I just couldn't believe what this was. And he essentially asked me, he was like, are you in or are you out? Like, let's work together. And from that point, it was around April of 2013. Um, I started working with him more, more full time 
And come 2014, we traveled together every other week for the entire year. So we went, I was in every workshop, every class with him, every training of anybody doing anything with him. I was there and I ended up, um, kind of accidentally becoming his best student. So fast forward to about a year ago, I, um, I, I, well, prior to that too, like here, when I was at home in Louisville, I, I left obviously California and moved here. Um, but the, uh, about a, a couple of years ago, I started just doing breath work with my friends here. And then I would invite people here and there and other people started to kind of hear about it. And, um, and then, uh, my friends and I, we went on a vacation about two years ago in Costa Rica and we all were there having a dandy old time. And then one of my friends wanted to do the breath work. So we ended up doing a breath work session up in like this jungle tree house in Costa Rica. And some of the surfer kids from the hostel where we were staying ended up coming. And one of the guys that came and did the breath work absolutely loved it, lost his mind, thought it was the most brilliant thing that ever happened to him, changed his surfing fundamentally like changed something in his athletic body to allow him to do different tricks. And he just felt amazing. So a year ago, November, he ended up calling me and asking me to come back to Costa Rica to do breath work because there were people interested. So I went and I, I ended up going three times last year, but kind of in June, I, when I was there, I was like, Oh, I can really do this. I can, I can make this more of an official thing. So starting last summer, I started to do regular classes here in Louisville, meeting people, going different places. And now I, I just got back from New York. I was in Boston. I have next weekend, I have classes in Chicago. I'm here doing regular classes. So it's kind of one of these things like I didn't necessarily think too much about it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start a business now. I'm going to do my own thing it's sort of, I'm following a thread, following my own path. And one thing is just leading to another. And through that whole process, you realize the importance that breath serves in our life. So talk to us about why we should focus on it. Well, I think philosophically, what I believe about breath, just in general, um, is it's a bridge. It's the bridge between the inner life that we have inside of us and the outer life that's out of, outside of us. So we have this whole internal world that's alive. And then we have to live out in, in the world and like drive a car and go to the grocery store and, you know, have relationships. But then I also think it's the bridge between unconsciousness and consciousness. I think really humans do, and they are trying to wake up. I think we are trying to be selfish, to have self-care and, and take care of ourselves in a way that, I don't know, makes us happy makes us live full, joyous lives. So I think the, the breath is the way to, to, to that because you focus on your breath, you're immediately in tune with your body. So you go from being completely unconscious in whatever you're doing to completely conscious. And then lastly, I just think the, the breath is the bridge between body and soul because I think, you know, in, in my line of work and in the more I get into it and the philosophy of why why I'm doing it, why I want to share it. I, I just think it's so clear to me that we have a body, but we're also way bigger than our body because of our emotions, because of our thoughts, because of just the energetic field that lives in and around us. So your motto is we breathe to get free. So yes. Talk to us about why that phrase is important to you and why you chose it. 
Well, I really don't think that there's any modality that I've ever tried. I'm not saying that they're not out there, but I, I haven't tried anything that works like this technique. And what I mean by works is like, it just frees you. It frees you energetically. It frees you emotionally. It frees you in the physical body. Like I cannot tell you how many times people will come to one class and then have no pain where they've lived with chronic pain prior to that. And it hits the, the mental, the mental body too. I mean, it hits, it, it really does force the get out of your mind, get into your body scenario. And so I, the, I, I came up with We Breathe to Get Free, mostly because it sounds really good. And it was one of those things that <laughs> fell out of my mouth one day. And I was like, wow, that's right. Like that's, that is, that is what I, what I think about it. And We Breathe, it's, it stands up for my philosophy that I know you and I have talked about around like, yes, we all have our individual experiences, but we collectively are inevitably connected and we do it together always. And I think that that's really, really, really the power of what this is. And like we share oxygen and we're doing it constantly. So it's like, how can we not think that we're all connected? Like we use the same life force that's in nature to, to sustain our lives and we're sharing it all the time. We're in this together. Yeah. So what is your personal philosophy on self-love? Um, I think for myself personally and what I see with the people that I work with, uh, I really think self-love is a hard thing to get to in our modern culture. Like we're so um, socialized and so conditioned to be responsive and reactive to external things in certain ways. And our filtration systems can get um, – real muddy. And, but I think my philosophy uh, around it is to get to it is centered around truth and it's centered around accountability. And I think the pillar that holds those two things up is integrity. And so I really believe that if to get to real self love, like you have to be in truth, meaning you have to face the shadow, you have to face the light you have to face absolutely everything that's involved in your life. Don't be pushing anything down, repressing anything. You have to look at it, be willing and available, no matter how hard it is or easy it is to look at it, but to examine, to really examine your life and, and be accountable to it. Meaning like if something shows up in your life and, and you see your pattern or you see the bad habit, be accountable and be responsible for that. Don't go blaming anybody else, but take your life, own it and do something different. That's kind of my motto about mm, any, anybody I'm coaching. It's like, Oh, go slow. And if something comes up and you feel your pattern, your habit coming on, just do something different and see what happens. I mean, obviously either easier said than done, but really, it comes down to being truthful in those moments and being accountable to it. And I really fundamentally believe that that will lead inevitably to self-love. So part of my New Year's resolution is, you know, trying these new classes and 
So I was encouraged to try one of your breathing workshops and Mm. I, I went this week and you explained the workshop as a way to tangibly feel your energy, discover blocks and patterns that lie in your body and the inner workings that need attention, like, like you're mentioning. So mm. I had no idea what to expect when I walked in. Um, I love the experience, but if you would tell us about what happens in these workshops or how they're set up. Yeah. Um, I do the workshops, the classes in groups. Um, and usually my classes are anywhere from like two people to, um, 15 or 16. And every time um, I come together in a room with however many people. I am, I'm very intentional about the work that I'm doing. So anytime a group comes together, I know it's always the right group and we're all connected in there by some common theme. Sometimes I get to it and sometimes I don't. But um, that's sort of, I'm trying to create consistently in my classes a way for to be casual and formal and everything in between that around how to get connected to ourselves and to each other. So I do it in the group because of that. And, um, and usually there's a time at the beginning where we all kind of connect and talk. And I tell everyone about what's going to happen and how we do the breathing technique together. And then at the end of the class, um, there's sort of like a shavasana, kind of a, a laying period, 15, 20 minutes, sort of um, quiet time where everyone can kind of come back to earth. And then we all come back together in the in the class and, and talk about our experience. And really the the technique itself is so simple. It's, it kind of doesn't seem like it's going to do much because of the simplicity of it, but it by far, it will knock your socks off. It will, it totally alters your body and your senses into another dimension of yourself. And just to say what it is simply is, Everyone lies on their backs. Um, every, the body is completely relaxed. Eyes are closed. The breath goes into the mouth and into the chest. And it's deep, full breath. So it's like a... And we breathe like that in a pattern for an hour. I play music. I do touch. And it's it within the first few minutes, it really... The body starts to take off. And all kinds of sensations show up, physical sensations, um, thoughts come up, like emotions uh, arise. And, and my goal is to create a space where everyone can be really, really vulnerable to their process. And not vulnerable like it, to me or to the other people in the room, but really to the process that's going on inside each person. I, I mean, I, I would love to hear just a little from you about like what happened in the hours specifically, if you have something to say, because I feel like that kind of frames, frames the, the fullness of what can happen. Like roller coaster, roller coaster you end up getting on. So you said we're going to be breathing for an hour and that scared me because yeah. that's a long time. And how often do we actually sit for an hour and breathe? Never. So right. it, it's not something that is, you know, we're, we're not comfortable with or it right. comes natural. So um, that was scary. But now I couldn't tell you where that time went. It right. was just like you started the process. And like you said, your body just kind of takes over. And, um, you know, arms went 
tingly for a while. Um, I told you I had weird um, stretch kind of feeling in my Mm. abdomen. Um, But it was something that I thought I was going to have trouble focusing on. And I didn't have a thought that crossed my mind that deterred me from what I was focused on that entire hour and left from that just feeling so incredibly relaxed but energized at the same time right and I think that that's the well the thank you for bringing up like everybody kind of comes in and you're like what we're gonna do what (laughs) but it's like oh my gosh and you get into and you're like oh my gosh I'm doing this and not only am I doing it it's so not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And wow, all these things that I'm feeling. And I think I even said this in the class the other night. It's like the body is a roadmap for what's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think this breath, like even just how you're saying, like the tingling and the stretching across your abdomen, like that's there to show you something about where your work is. And that that to me is just like, whoa, it's Mm -hmm. so mystical and magical and exciting. And there's just nothing... And, and to come back from it, right? And and there's no way to really describe what the experience is because it's right. so personal and it's wild all at the same time. But to feel that relaxation and cl- almost like a cleanse, but then yeah. also feel like you could walk away there and run a marathon. Um, well, right. That's bizarre. I- totally crazy. And, you know, breathwork has been this kind of, um, uh, creature that sort of lived in our modern culture in this kind of new agey, spiritual woo woo kind of way. But there is a guy, his name is Wim Hof. I'm sure, um, some people listening might know who that is. Um, but you can Google it. Wim, W I M H O F is his last name. And his, his whole, um, breathing technique is very different than what mine is, but in, in the same world. Um, his sessions are a bit shorter, but he does breath work and cold therapy and it's all about physical health. And he's been studied in, um, the American university system and in Europe, and he's getting notoriety right now for uh, it, it being proven. Breath work is being proven to help anxiety, PTSD, and any sort of infl- inflammation in the body. So essentially what's been proven in the blood, in the cells, is that if you over-oxygenate, if you hyperventilate, then you will send like healing juice into the cells that attacks inflammation in the body. So from a scientific point of view, it makes total sense that if you're breathing in this way, you end up feeling so good because it's like, you know, taking an ibuprofen, the inflammation just starts to go down, except you're not taking anything. Not only are you doing it yourself, but you're doing it consciously. So you're, you're creating the attention on the body to allow it to heal itself. I love it. I'm so glad that we got to meet because I mean, that's just something that I feel like people aren't talking about enough. So I'm excited for you to spread the word. You know, and not to get too political, but like this is the problem in this country. The medical system, the pharmaceutical industry, nobody wants anyone to know that you could lay down and breathe and change your life. Sure. In a physical way. In a way that supports all 
the systems of the body, the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, all those are connected. And the, the medical profession, the medical industry here, they do not want you to think that way ultimately. Of course. And it's, it's, it's totally healing to just breathe. So you are a traveling woman. You, like you said, are all over the globe with these workshops and teaching this technique. So mm -hmm. how do you balance everything going on in your life? Well, I am very aware of my adrenaline and <laughs> I really, the thing that I try to pay attention to the most, especially when, when I'm traveling and moving about the world is to make sure I have enough energy in the bank, meaning I'm getting good sleep, I'm eating good food, and <clears throat> I am addressing anything that might come into my space energetically. Because, you know, and mm, I, in working with people, you end up holding a lot of other people's stuff. I'm empathetic, I'm sympathetic. Mm -hmm. And so I, there is a kind of a ritualizing process that I go through, especially after each session, to just make sure I know and discern between what's my stuff, what's somebody else's stuff and really address it if it belongs to me. So I'm just, I'm constantly in it. And I think that's sort of why, I mean, to sort of go back to your previous question, it's like this, why I do this and why I created this is because this is the life I want to lead. I want to be in the exploration constantly of who I am as a person. And so you talk about being selfish, like this is the ultimate selfish act. I've just created my own traveling roadshow so I can be the actor I always wanted to be. <laughs> and, right. And then I have my own stage and also to explore the very thing that's so important to me, which is my own life, which is how I am, who I am. And I get to do that through my own experience, through my relationships to others and how I work with people. I don't know if I answered the question, but. I mean, how cool is that though, that you, you kind of fell into it. I mean, you, you all these paths in your life led you to to doing this and yet you could have never come up with this on your own if you tried no there's no way like I think there was a certain surrender in me once my dog business kind of went to hell I, I, it was like I just I do not want to go gripping white knuckling and creating some sort of plan and following it. I just do not want to do that anymore because it wasn't working. And I sort of had to go all the way down to like having nothing, having no money, having no place to live. And I, I, it was so like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. It, it didn't even feel like I was really, I mean, obviously I am choosing something, but it didn't feel like some big, aha, mm -hmm. this is okay. what I'll do now. And I think that's for myself and for what I see in our modern culture, it's like we get so wrapped up in the American dream. they like, make the money, have the house, blah, 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 da, 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 do this, do that, do this, do that. When really it's like, oh, the universe is telling us absolutely all the time and we all have a purpose and we're destined for it. So listen up. Listen. Yes. That's all I'm trying to do all the time is just listen. And because you listened, you, this was, I mean, I, w I don't want to say gifted to you because I know you worked for it, but it, it, yeah. was, it was laid out for you to then run with and make it all that you're making it. It's an incredible gift. And frankly, like, 
it's a, you know, there's the, the amazing things about it and the hard things about it. Like the hard part for me now is like the, this breathwork is so far outside the mainstream. It's really out there. Like there's no one around here in Louisville doing anything like this. And to try and get people to show up, even though I'm saying like, I can change your life in an hour, just come to my class. It's inexpensive if you're thinking about changing your life for the better. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, and so my challenge is to make this uh, a, something that lands in the culture strongly as a way for people to heal themselves. Like it's so, so yes, it's an absolute gift. And I feel completely just blown away that it, that my life has turned this way, but also like I, I, I'm now responsible for making sure that I share it because what else am I going to do with it? Keep it to myself. I can't do that. Well, so we've talked about focusing on yourself and <laughs> exploring those avenues. Talk to us about the negative misconceptions that are out there about being selfish. I think that is true. Like, I think there are negative misconceptions about being selfish but I do think that the culture is shifting and I'm sure you're probably finding this in the people that, that you're talking to. It's like people are understanding that self-care is absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And that's why I can make a living doing breathwork classes, even though it's a challenge. Um, and so I think people, I think there is a turn happening in our culture. It started 10 years ago with the whole yoga movement, right? It's like all, all of a sudden, yoga is a thing and there's a studio on every corner and that it's, it is creating an environment for people to really examine their lives in a different new way. So where I think that there are negative misconceptions, I also think that there's, um, there's a real shift happening with people wanting to take responsibility and take a hold of their lives. That's outside of some institution, like, I don't know, the government or the, um, or hospitals or, you know, um, medicine. So I, I think because it's changing, there's just an opportunity to, I think it's my duty, your duty, everybody's duty who's in this world that sees like, Oh, being selfish, self care. It's so important. I think it's our job to make sure that people know how important it is because I think we want to raise the consciousness of the planet. It's not of our city, like of our family. Like you go macro and micro. We don't want to just stay, stay small and insular on ourselves. So I think being selfish is the ultimate uh, thing to do because if I'm selfish and I take care of myself and I'm living inside my life purpose and, and doing the things being truthful, being accountable to that purpose that I have, it's inevitable that I will affect my family, my community, my city, my planet. And so I think it's in, it's imperative that we take care of ourselves, even though mm, there might be some other system at play saying, well, take care of your family first, or take care of your job first, make sure you can pay your mortgage first. So I, I just think I do think it's it's changing. I really do. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more of? I know you're probably going to laugh, but I just want to see the world. Like, and I am traveling all the time, but I got to go. I got to get out of here. Like, I have this feeling about going back to Europe this year and, and doing different countries that I haven't done before. There's just so much of the world I have to see because I'm just 
I feel like I'm a, I'm a citizen of the earth. I don't feel like I just belong in one place. So I have to hear what are the countries in Europe that you haven't been to that you want to? Well, I'm dying to get to Berlin. I mean, just dying to. And I really, really want to go to um, Lisbon and Portugal. Those are two top of my list. And I have um, a woman that I actually met in Costa Rica. She's Austrian who absolutely lost her mind, loves breathwork. And so I'm kind of I'm figuring my way to get there too. And then, I mean, I could go on. Like I love, I want to do um, Norway and those Scandinavian countries too. It's just completely fascinating to me. And I've also, because of going to Costa Rica, which is a super international place, there's I've met tons of Norwegians and Swedes and they're all amazing, just amazing, incredible people. So it feels like I have got to go there. I love I love all of them uh, on a personal level. So I've got to see what this that place is about. Thank you so much for talking with me, Sarah. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for you. And um, I know there's many more exciting things on your horizon. Yeah, thanks so much. My pleasure. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 